to the Cock and Bull Podcast, a weekly comedy and history adventure where my older brother and I discuss true stories with shockingly unbelievable characters. Once again, <laughs> it's a word puzzle. Okay, okay, yeah, that one, that one was goddamn nonsense talk. <laughs> you know what? Every one of them is a unique experience. That's what they I've, are. I've always wanted every intro to be a, a brand new twist and brand new turn. Has has someone calculated the, the, the order in which you can say those words and gotten us like a... Like a permu- permutations are just unreasonable. We have so I know. many episodes ahead of us with how many ways <laughs> I can put those words together. It's, Nathan, it's good to know we have a definite target, though. Nathan, I don't know if there's anything you want to talk about, but... Um, uh, I mean, us- usually when we do this, it's uh, it's a person from history and you've come up with them. Uh, so I really hope this yeah. we weren't doing like a freestyle jazz sort of cock and bull this time because i was not ready for that if i can take the freestyle jazz spotlight for just a minute then okay um i went to walmart a rural walmart where i live i'm and i mean um, that is that is all walmarts most the, if you're in big city wall if you're at big city walmart you're not at walmart it's target they painted it differently so exactly um I I done my grocery shopping, you know. I just gotten my I got my fruit, I got my bread. Uh, I was going to get my booze, and I was gonna leave because I'm 22, and I I seem to assume my metabolism will stay this way forever. Look at our father. That is untrue. <laughs> As I was passing by a uh, gentleman who looked like the apprentice of Gary Gygax, who invented D and D. As I passed by him, he like we had a little awkward shuffle where we were like, oh, who's gonna go first? So he steps aside. But he doesn't just step aside. He does like a a butlery bow. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, oh, a milady, if you will. Yeah, as though there were a a towel draped over his his right arm, and he was paving the way with his left arm. And as I scooted by him with like a nervous chuckle, because what the fuck else do you do? Uh, he goes, "Nice bananas," <laughs> like in a very <laughs> I can't do his voice justice, but. You just picture scraggly six foot tall stick bug and uh, just think of what that sounds like. And there you go. That's it. That's all you got. That's all you need. I, I'm pretty sure you've been cursed. Have you not heard that old folk tale about the the, the weird neckbeard boy and the banana? If he, comp, if, he had, uh, if he had commented that your bread looks stale, it's good luck for, for the coming season. But no, no. He commented on the bananas and, uh, and that means woe for you. All right. Nathan. How Spencer. often how often do you look at something and and like a like a Lovecraftian horror it uh it becomes your entire life? Uh almost every time I do acid in this hypothetical analogy. Okay. So I'm talking it, it doesn't even have to be traumatizing, just something innocent, harmless, but still um so driven by a passion you can't you can't like comprehend or empathize with. You know what I'm talking about? No, not at all. Well, Nathan, let me take you into uh, my past week. In 1905, in Garner, Massachusetts, a very big chair was unveiled to the public. Okay. All right. Well, this has this has certainly taken a turn. Right outside the Helen May Sauter Elementary School, people were impressed with the large chair, Nathan, because it stood an intimidating 12 feet tall. I mean, that's an above-average chair. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know what. Okay, I mean, I I, I guess it was what you said it was nineteen oh five. Yes, I, I mean, we hadn't had a world war yet. It was probably pretty easy to impress folks. I mean, I we guess, were still like, naive. We were still so naive to the way of the really? world. Really. Now it was designed by the P Derby Company. Uh, Mister Derby himself was a chair making man who, in eighteen sixty three, 
founded a chair-making company with the help of his friend Mr. Knowles, but Derby bought him out in the 1870s and made a hostile entrance into the East Coast chair business. Oh, oh goody, guys. Uh, if you've been waiting for that super in-depth <laughs> analysis of uh, turn-of-the-century chair-making conglomerates... Buckle up, chuckle up. Derby's chair business would eventually venture boldly into territories like tables and other things that aren't chairs. <laughs> 30 years of success across new, maybe a duvet. I don't know. That's No, that's a blanket. Okay. Uh, but I say, that's a blanket. That's a whole other... I mean, again, Very tables, bold. chairs, I get, but now you've gotten into weaving, and that's a whole other skill set. Very bold, though, would it not be? Now, I mean, it would have been bold. 30, Did he actually do duvets? I don't... I actually don't think so. I think that was, a little, that was too bold for him. Uh, too bold. But 30 years of success across New York and Boston gave Derby the spine to ramp up his marketing game, and that's when the big chair happened. 12-foot chair. Menacingly big? tall. It's a big chair. Now, where is this big chair? Is it in Connecticut? It's in Massachusetts. Garner, in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. Now, now, where is, is Garner close to Boston? They were, you know what? They were probably still, yeah, I think it is. They were probably still reeling from the molasses disaster. Okay, I was about to say, because this is a town that is hurting, and they need a big chair to fill that hole. They need a big chair to fill that hole. Painted on the sky with gossamer teardrops. Now... <laughs> <laughs> the chair was, needless to say, as big of a deal as you might expect. Not only did Derby have the gall to make a chair so big, but he had the brass fucking balls required to write world's largest chair on it. Right on the chair. <laughs> for everyone to see. I mean, that is really... I mean, now, we say that's ballsy, but, like, everywhere I go has, like, world's best coffee. Like, I feel like you don't have to pass any sort of rigorous government regulation body to, to say your thing is the biggest thing. And in 1905, I mean, fuck, who's going to know? Like, someone in Kansas doesn't even know you're alive at that point. Like, I, you can That's say fair. whatever you want. It's Calvin That's Ball. fair. That's fair. You know what? Can't I mean, there's a whole wide country. A lot of states that far away aren't going to know what's going on. But you know what's pretty close? Let Nathan? alone people in, like... Turkey. The Turks ain't gonna know shit about your big giant chair. But you know, there's some neighbors. There's some neighbors to Massachusetts in the East Coast chair business. Um, and when you see a coffee shop that says world's best coffee, somebody does always drive by that and think, fuck you. And they make a better coffee. And Nathan, in 1904, the Starbucks Thomas was founded. The Thomasville Chair Company was founded in Thomasville, North Carolina. Oh. Yes, we're talking a year before the big chair, though. In, in the uh, reconstruction... Well, well, yeah, but they just got founded. They're just getting That's started. True. Derby had been Derby had been like getting bored of chairs by this point. He knows more about chairs than they'll ever ever know. Exactly. This man was born into big chair world. Now, in the reconstructed South, there was still something to take pride in, as Thomasville's success in the chair business would give them the scruff and bravado needed to declare their town quote the furniture capital of the world. Okay, okay, that's uh, that's a thing, I guess. Um, any reason to make that claim or just, you just wanted to say it? Uh, I think he just wanted to say it and imagine the love you make to your beautiful wife when you've taken on the mantle of chair king, Nathan. I imagine was about to it. say, when you're, when you're the, uh, I don't know, the czar of chairs, the, the sultan of, of Ottomans, uh, that's, uh, that seems appropriate, actually. Uh, There's just a lot of the vizier of coffee tables. I mean, yeah, you're you're you've, you're the cock of the walk, baby. Now, uh, this is when Thomasville uh, fires back its shots. 
you know what, Thomas Hill's not going to sit back and let their their stupid 12-foot chair get in the way. So Thomas Hill... Oh, God. Can't, no, guys, 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 I've seen how this ends. Uh, have you seen the Cold War? This is going to be a chair... This is gonna be, there can't be a chair gap. There's going to be an escalating series of chair wars, and then it, uh, we're going to have... Oh, God. Oh, this isn't going to go well. Yep. This isn't going to go well at all. Yep, yep. So Thomas Hill fires back, and they make a chair of their own that is 13 feet tall. That's a dick move. That is the price is right. One dollar, Bob, of chair one-upsmanship. If you're going to one-up it, one-up it by at least like an increment of five. Exactly. No, you know what? Don't make it petty. Don't make it petty. But it is petty right now. It was built Oh, it's very petty. Countless pounds of Swiss lumber and cattle hide. Blood was literally poured into making this chair, and they made it a fucking foot taller. Well, in and 1928, Nathan- Oh, God. In 1928, Gardner decided enough was enough. North Carolina, furniture capital, fuck you. Gardner threw him through. So Gardner built a 15-foot chair. What the fuck? Okay. So so now we have three... So when, again, when the aliens come, when the the technomancers wander the wasteland, Mm -hmm. they're going to be like... So there was this weird tribe of giant men in the in the northeast corridor. Uh and there was a family of three they had three there's a mama bear, a, a papa bear, and a baby bear, and they're all one foot apart from each other. Oh, what what strange habits these people because there's no practical purpose, but what are you doing with all these chairs? There's nothing to do with them, Nathan. No human being would dare sit in a chair that big. But I, I mean I I mean it's twelve feet tall, it's not that bad. I mean it's like a high jump, but it's not it's like a you could fall I, I mean, to I, death from that chair. Nobody would dare to sit on it. Okay. All and right. Surely, and surely nobody would build a taller chair than that. I mean, logic would dictate 15 feet has to be the limits of human ingenuity. You would think. You would think before it just collapses on its own hubris. But wait, that is not all. After seven years of living on top, Garner decided <laughs> that 15 feet was a chump's game. And they tore it down. They tore what? down their own chair. What? And they put up a 16-foot chair. Why? Why? You're just competing with yourself at this point. And you know what? What are you doing? You know what else they did? They renamed their city Chair City of the World. Oh, wow. Wow. But here's the The other fuckers went with furniture capital. You're pigeonholing yourself to chairs. (laughs) Have more ambition, man. I Really? Really? Be more than just chairs. I mean, why aren't we working on even bigger forms? Why has it got to be chairs? You know what? If you're looking to set records. I appreciate that he recycled his chair, though. He didn't just build another third meaninglessly large chair next to it. No, he, he tore that one down, built a new chair, recycled the chair. And, but the, the thing is, is recycling loses some of the, the materials in the process. You know, you're not getting a true 100% recycled chair. So why not just slap, like, one more foot of wood on top of your chair? Can you not do it like that? Or is that just sloppy? I'm- couldn't you just, like, pick the chair up and, like, put another foot underneath each leg like a coaster to, like, level out the wobbly chair? Like, just, Ugh, we did it! <laughs> I feel like the rules for this chair fight haven't been haven't been firmly dictated yet. So, yeah. really, you could you could do some cheap shots like that. You could get away I with a bigger like chair. I feel like it'd be far easier. Like, just put a big tarp over the chair and then, like, add some top to the back of it and then add some to the bottom and, like, <laughs> pull the tarp off. Ta-da! And everyone claps because it's it's 1928, and all you have to do is read read books and not want to kill yourself. So then, I mean, you know what's depressing though? As we started this in 1905, this was all fun and games. This was all something that that could, we're in 1928. We've been through a world war. We sent all the boys to die. 
People were garroting <laughs> Krauts in the trenches of Verdun, and you're over here like, you know what we need? A big-ass fucking chair. Let's go, boys. This is what for the, the boys want. For the boys. Bring it home for the boys back home. All right. So then World War II happens, funny you mention it, and everyone was able to put aside their chair quarrels to go fight the Krauts. You know, at this time, it's serious. No more chair games. No more chair games while the boys are out fighting, all right? No, this is when you get the women. This is when you a league of their own and you get all of the wives of the of the chair magnets to go out and build a 25-foot tall chair <laughs> just to fuck them. Rosie the Riveter just riveting chairs together. Well, Nathan, when everyone got home, you know good and goddamn well how everyone celebrated defeating the Axis powers. They did it with big-ass chairs. They fucked a lot. They, they fucked a lot, and, and then they had a bunch of uh, children that fucked up our, uh, our our economy for, like, the rest of the world forever. But goddammit, they also made big chairs. Well, I think they're both equally negative on society. Thomasville, Furniture City, fires back in 1948. It's been fucking, like, 20 years since the last big 20? chair oh my scraped God, they've the been heavens. Like a generation out of the game. Now, 18-foot chair this time. I want to imagine, too, that we went from, like, a rocking chair. Like, by the end of this, I want 37-foot, like, lazy boys. Like, I want, I want it to, I don't want just a folding chair, which is what I'm imagining right now. You're going to, you're going to find that they're very particular about the type of chair when they build the world's biggest chair. Don't even get me fucking started on rocking chairs because that's, like, a weird league of its own. It gets bizarre. Well, it's hard because a rocking chair has, I feel like it has different heights based on the, the, the arc of its parabola when it's rocking with the, the rockers. I feel like that's a whole, that's that's nonsense. And you have to measure its record height based on its lowest rock. Now, Nathan, yeah, I'm not just an 18-foot chair, but Thomasville put an 18-foot chair on top of a 12-foot pedestal um, what? because what? they thought they could play God. That's 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 nonsense. And honestly, a twelve foot tall pedestal. Just call it call it a table, guys. Call it a table. You're making front. You're the furniture capital of the world. Improvise. No one's buying pedestals. They're buying end tables. You put a twenty foot chair on an eighteen foot end table. Thomasville then encouraged the neighboring city of High Point, North Carolina, to build the world's largest bureau. Because we need, again, because we need to really confuse the Technomancers when they get here. Someone build me an obscenely large furniture set for no good reason. You know what else Thomasville did, Nathan? You know what else what? they did? They what? convinced Vice President Lyndon B. fucking Johnson to sit oh, in their giant chair. no, no. And if there is one human being that would be enticed into sitting into a big giant chair, <laughs> it is that guy who loved 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 talking about there is an entire cock and bull about lyndon b johnson's dick there it's is. coming it's it's in the works it's gonna happen <laughs> um but holy shit yeah that that jives yeah. if you had to tell me pick a president that would have sat in the giant chair it'd have been like george w bush and lyndon b johnson <laughs> those are the two and Taft, because he finally would have felt like he had a, he had That's a seat worthy of That's actually a good point. This would have been... Uh, it's a shame that Taft is very, very dead at this point. Very dead and buried. The man Super who started dead. the Vietnam War graced this big chair with his fat, yeah, warmongering he ass. He did so, do that. He did. God damn. This particular... I mean, the chair battle has, has roped in a president. It's fucking serious now. A this vice president. A vice president. Future to president to be. President to be, but like... I mean, Joe Biden sits in your big giant chair. No one gives a fuck. You gotta get you gotta get the A team out there. That's fine. That's fine. You can't retroactively claim that the man who started the Vietnam War sat. Also, in the chair. also, let's be honest. You know, Mike Pence is out sitting in every giant piece of furniture. Oh in my history. god, like, that's there all. Is, 
That's they send him out for that all the time. It's all he does when he's not walking out of football games because someone took a knee. <laughs> Farmington, Missouri, you know, the state in which I live. I lived, grew up, and breathed. Yeah. Farmington, Missouri's got a big chair. You bet your ass Mike Pence is on a quest to go sit in it. <laughs> and it makes me angry to my bones. It, I mean, it is kind of sad that we also got roped into the big chair business out here. Is we there, didn't even get a, a record, though. We didn't even get a record holding no! big chair. It's just big chair. This particular chair, Nathan, the 18-foot uh, tw- uh, one on a 12-foot pedestal, it was made of concrete and steel. That's a weird thing to be making chairs out of. Perhaps it doesn't sound it very a, comfortable. Perhaps it was a proto-folding chair. I don't know. I, it, but this, I mean, it's, it's something. Now, it still stands holding a record for the world's oldest, largest chair. Shut the fuck up. What now, the fuck does that even mean? Now, if that, if that didn't make any sense because it's stupid bullshit, um, basically, they're saying that this chair is special not because it remains the largest, because, oh, you bet your fucking ass that these chairs are going to get bigger. Uh, oh, I've seen Dubai. <laughs> We're, we have chairs in space at this point. <laughs> but because it's the tallest chair of the oldest model. See, it's a Duncan Fife chair, which is a quite an old chair to be built so large. My God. Hours oh, of my life they were spent God. researching really big chairs. I, but, I, I want to imagine that there is a very big cult following in the very big chair world, and it, it, it pains me. It, I can't even begin to complain, though, I, I realized recently, because I guarantee you that there was a man, some carpenter, or woman, who knows, but I mean, made a living working at like a furniture shop making tables bookshelves you know chairs things that people actually used and built and built their homes around uh, and then this dude's boss came in and said big chair <laughs> i mean this is it, it, we've gone through the depression this probably would have been a good public works project for fdr like you gotta put the guy you gotta put the boys to work doing something i mean <laughs> big big chairs big big chairs big make the economy chair. work big chairs make the small man happy now, so Thomasville, Thomasville, really crushing it out there. I, I'm noticing that it seems like Derby isn't uh, isn't really keeping up pace here. Did he die? I think Derby might be dead by this point. I'm I pretty think it sure he's like dead he might by this be point. Dead. Also, because I've never heard of Derby Furniture, but Thomasville Furniture is like a very, very relevant, popular like furniture store that exists today. So I know who won this fucking chair war. Now, uh, chairs. Why don't, we, why don't we keep talking about them? Bennington, I mean, we've talked about them for 20 minutes. I don't know why we'd stop. Bennington, Vermont, Nathan, 1950. Ooh, 19- now Vermont. Not known for their chairs. 19-foot chair. Oh! Oh! A newcomer. A, new, a late entry to the fight, but 19. they're the new champ. Guys, if you're going to get to 19, why not be the first to push it to 20? Why not be the one to get the two in the mix? Come right. on. You know? You know? Washington, D.C., Build a Duncan Fife, 19 feet and 6 inches tall. But wait. That, that's a thing. Johnson, you know Johnson went and sat on that one. It's in his backyard. It was in his backyard. But I thought Thomasville had the largest Duncan Fife. Right? I I did I did think that too. That, wasn't that the, the, the 18-foot one on the 12-foot pedestal with mm-hmm. the Pythagorean theorem? Yeah. Well, guess what? They lied. They lied. DC has a Duncan Fife three feet and six inches taller. So I guess honesty's for the goddamn dogs when you're claiming world records for big chairs. I, again, I think we're playing, is Guinness, does Guinness exist yet? Who is out regulating the big chair game? Guinness is keeping track of this. Oh, dear God. Guinness is in the game. You know this is the big leagues. 
Morrison's not even Ripley. We passed Ripley and we're into Guinness. We've def oh, we've surpassed Ripley years ago. Years ago, Nathan, Morrisontown, Tennessee, a green steel recliner, 20 feet tall. Thank you. Ah, welcome Archie Bunker's chair of hate. 20 feet in the air. Make it happen. Also, recliner? How? Why? What? I don't even... I. 10 people could sit in it side by side. But why I, would how you? Ma You'd have to, like, in synchrony, like, lean back all at once to get it to it. How do you engage the... You need hydraulics to engage that recline. Garner, back at it again. 20 feet and 7 inches. Now they're just raising it by dick measurements. Like, yeah, well, at this point, they've realized that if they kept going at this exponential level, they would be building chairs on the on Mars here. <laughs> they had to They had to l lower the bar. And, and they're seeing a new chair, and the big chairman is like, look, Brian... Make it just a little taller. You can do it, Brian. Slave away your life. So, for for a single year, just 365 days, it was the tallest, deepest, longest chair in the world. Whoa, All of those whoa, are accurate. Deep, I don't know what deepest. I don't know deepest where that's... Chair. Like, I don't it, like like you could lose all sorts of like imagine the remotes that are in that chair's cushion. Like just <laughs> the monolithic every remote. the monolithic remotes for planetary size televisions are lost in that twenty foot recliner. Again, things we need to do when when and again I think we're probably at this point, but when it becomes obvious that it's all done and we're we're packing it in and the only thing we have left is to play jokes on the technomancers, uh again. Big chair, giant, giant, make one giant Cheeto and then like one, one, one oversized remote and then really fuck with them. 1979, Guinness World Record goes to a lumber store named Paws Woodshed in Binghamton, New York. The state that, in which you were born, Nathan. That Bring does sound, that does sound like a very apt place to build a big giant chair. 24 foot, nine inch ladder back chair. Ladderback. Oh, now we're raising the stakes. Oh yeah, 1980, Wingdale, New York, Hunt Country Furniture Company built a 25-foot chair, only three inches. Guys, more importantly, guys, 1905, there was nothing going on. We it, it sucked. You, you probably there, there's just so many things were not going well for you. We're in the 80s, guys. There's blow. There's things to do. Like, th th we've deregulated the economy. Go wild. Stop building giant chairs. And you know what there is to do, Nathan? You know what there is to do? If you're Leonard Sonny Miller in Anniston, Alabama, you bump uh, 10 lines of incest? coke. You bump your, your, your Adderall, and you build a 33-foot office chair next to your furniture store in Anniston, Alabama. I mean, 33 feet, that's, that man got, that man did some meth, and that they man have, was like, I'm building a chair. They raised and the game by one Shaquille O'Neal. He really, I, that is terrifying. When you are measuring chairs in how many O'Neals can I get in there? How many shacks? Uh, it's a whole different game. And remember that first chair? It was only like, it was less than two shacks. That's almost quaint at this point. I know. It's, it's infinitesimal, the original chairs. I might as well have pulled him up to my dinner table. 12-foot chair. Get out of here. Get out of here. I don't even remember yeah. what city you were in. But, Nathan, the Hunt Country Furniture Company fired back. After all, they built the 25-footer, so they tore down their chair and, in response, replaced it with a 30-footer in 1996. It wasn't even bigger. It <laughs> it's the same size chair. They built a chair that was still three feet short of the record. Why did you even bother? Why, yeah, why show up? 
Why? Like, what is the purpose? What? The, why would you tear it down? Tear down your old record-holding chair, once upon a time record-holding chair, and replace it with one that is not even a runner-up. Why? It, it does seem like, if you got to the point, you're like, man... And what is the limitation here? Like, it can't be like physics is limiting you. It's not like you're going for an endurance record. It's make the diagram, build the wood. Like, why, what is the point at this point if you're not going to build it bigger? He must have mistaken the dimensions. He must have taken what was supposed to be the back and, and swapped it with the seat. God, this is going to be an ambitious 70-foot just, just lift it up and add some bli- you know, <laughs> blocks under that thing. There's no reason it shouldn't have been 35 feet tall. It's all we're saying. It's all we're saying. It's all we're saying, Hunt Furniture Company. Get your shit together. Now, that, that chair, by the way, that 30-footer was uh, destroyed by a storm in 2001. Correction, uh, the hand of God whipped it from Earth because this is... I was about to say, because it realized that it was a scourge and it didn't even belong in this race and God corrected his mistakes. Now, two years later in 2003, just 22 years after some dude named Leonard took the record, uh, a new champion was born. A 40-foot-tall... 22-ton chair appears in the parking lot of a supermarket in L.A. It was a gift from an Italian furniture company like the Statue of Liberty. A g- a I'm pretty sure the Statue of Liberty was a gift from France, but we'll roll with it. Still, a European friend overseas. Maybe this was reparations. Maybe this was reparations. We did have to postpone our chair battle for World War II, and the Italians were what? sorry for that. What? I, I, okay. There's nothing to be said. There's nothing to be said for the fact that we've devoted this much of human history to chairs. Uh, I, I I mean, literally generations have passed. Time has gone. Things have changed. We went 1905. We were we were wearing buckled shoes and and <laughs> ye old timey things. And we're all way we're basically into the the you know the the MTV era. It's Britney Spears time. It's Britney. And the bitch. one the one consistent thing has been big giant fucking chairs and racism. It's the one, well, that too. Now, uh, it does kind of draw attention, though, that the giant-ass chair came from Italy, right? I mean, the Italians are known for their fine craftsmanship. I would think it would be a nice chair. That's fair, but, like, you know, what's Italy doing sending its best chair over to L.A., where America well, who can who the hell can said it's their the best chair? Thank you, who Nathan, because oh, I did a little peeking, and as it turns out, Italy's quite literally held the seat of the world's largest chair for... Fucking since 1995. See, Tell me it's the one the Pope sits in. Tell me the Pope has a comically <laughs> oversized chair. He looks like a tiny, tiny little man. <laughs> it's, to, it's to demonstrate how small man is before God. See, that's right. Just a year before Hunt Country dipshit company fucking puts out their giant 30-foot chair, those godlike Italians erected a 60-foot chair just next to a turnpike in, in Manzano, Italy. It's just sitting in an intersection. That's it. No big hullabaloo. So they, just, they just have too many chairs to know what to do with. Exactly. They they picked a roundabout and they were like, you know what goes in the middle of that? 60-foot chair. Sounds about right. You know what? They they didn't already curb the market on tourism when they had the, the ancient ruins of Rome. Instead, they had I mean, to yeah, just... That's the hard part. Is It's like, do you want to go to the Coliseum? Uh, do you want to go to like the, the Trevi Fountain? Or, hey, do you want to see the big giant chair? I mean, yeah, make it harder for me when I'm touring Italy, my once-in-a-lifetime tour. How am I supposed to pick between the Coliseum and a giant-ass chair? I mean, in your defense, we do have... We don't have any Coliseums over here, but we do have some good chairs from what I understand. That's fair. This has been the Cock and Bull podcast. A, <laughs> did anyone make a 
make a big giant chair for the Statue of Liberty? I feel like that she's been standing for a long time. I think she's this is the probably point. her feet are. Probably she's hurting. done. She's not really welcoming people anymore. We're not into that. We just need to get her a big giant green lazy boy that she can sit in and yell at the kids as they run by. That that seems fair. Honestly, it seems fair at this point. Petition to get the Statue of Liberty a lazy boy to sit in. Big giant lazy chair. It only makes sense. Now. Uh, this has been the Cock and Bull Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as uh, I uh, uh, decreased my lifespan stressing out over chairs. Uh, I'd like to thank Dripless Pony Club for allowing us to use their song The Rebuffalo and the Ark that comes off the album Cholera. It's a great listen. Highly recommend it. And, uh, oh, Nathan, we have a new review, if you don't mind reading it for us. What? Yeah! New Review Corner! It's time for the reviews! I don't, didn't know this was happening. I'm didn't signing give into any prep time. Didn't give him didn't, any didn't prep give time. me any didn't give me any notice. Could have could have said it at any point throughout the process. Chose not to. Kind of yeah, feels like a dick have, move. Wouldn't have gotten your your hot musical takes. Your sweet improv. You wouldn't have tracks. gotten my hot improv that I just did there. Why why iTunes do you insist on making me log in multiple times? Uh, is it because I keep turn changing the date to ten years in the future so I can download things over my LTE network and not be limited? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am definitely doing that because well, you forced me to, you dirty, dirty heathens. This feels like white Fucking. collar crime you're admitting to, but I, I can't I, be sure. It's absolutely not. I'm just getting around Apple's inane limitation that I can only download things less than 150 megabytes on LTE. I'm paying for it. I'll do what I want. Literally, you did this for that. You made me do all of this for winky face emoji. Yep. That's all it is. Yep. It's yep. a review that says Winky Face Emoji by Man Made of Muffins. Yep. Yep. I appreciate it, but fuck! <laughs> we only want the most constructive criticism, folks, and that's why I hope you keep using the iTunes review system. Really helps us out. We're finally recognized as an actual five-star podcast, as we should be. Fuck you, four-star reviewer. You meant nothing! And... And uh, I also want to let you know, you know, we've been we've been running a little bit behind. That's no secret. Uh, I'm going to throw out a bonus episode. You can catch it on Monday. That's fun. No yeah, one Nathan, told me. Clear your calendar. We're going to do this again sometime. On top of that, we have a Facebook page that's brand new. Please, if you have any wish to be cemented in podcast history, feel free to get in touch with us through that. Shoot me a topic suggestion. It always helps. I've been uh, kind of grasping at straws, but I've got to don't get don't get me wrong. I'm only pulling the best of the best. That's why episode I mean, yeah, 43 we, is about big chairs. Giant, I mean, 30 minutes of big chair content, you can't, I mean, that, that's nothing to sneeze at. You know what? You, yeah, it's not It's not an easy endeavor. So that being said, if you have any topic suggestions, please forward them to our Facebook page. And thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye!